This morning we're kind of going two parts. Uh, we're going to start with the receiving aspect. You heard a passage read earlier where Jesus sent out 72 disciples. And verse 17 in Luke chapter 10 tells us, When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him. They brought back what had happened. They said, look at what took place. Give glory to God. This morning we get a chance to hear a report from somebody we took part in sending out earlier this year. Beth Sharon, come on up. I'm not going to introduce where she went. I'm not going to introduce too much about her because she is competent and qualified. But as a church, we had an opportunity this year to send her out. So she is one of our missionaries. And we look forward to the report you bring to us about what God did. All right. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, before I get started today, I wanted to teach you guys how to say praise the Lord in Kiswahili, which is something that I learned on my trip to Kenya. So to say praise the Lord, which I'm hoping we're going to be saying a lot of today, you say Yesu Paki. You guys try that? Yesu Paki. All right. Amen. All right. Good. Okay, so just to get things started, I'm going to teach you also a little bit of Luo. What you see up there was um, some, a little bit of language from um, my Uganda trip, and that means thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Afoyo matek. Um, I just, okay, go ahead. Afoyo matek. Actually, I'm trying to say that to you guys. Um, thank you guys for supporting me on this trip. It was a tremendous opportunity. It was a blessing to me, and um, there was a lot done in the name of the Lord. Okay, so just a couple... A couple photos from my, my safari, my long journey in Africa. Um, first, I went to Uganda to a resettlement camp that was formerly a refugee camp up until 2004, and then the people started to go back to their um, original houses and try to resettle. Um, and you did see a picture of the most unreliable vehicle in the world up there. Um, we had to jump start it every time we started it. Um, that was a picture from just outside my house, walking down the road one day. And I have to tell you, the kids in the resettlement camp were just amazing. They were adorable, and I had a lot of fun with them. Okay, so just a little bit about... Um, next slide. A little bit about the areas that I worked in. Um, like I said before, the, one of them was a resettlement camp in Uganda. And the people there were really poor. And I worked in a government clinic there. And the name of the town is Tego Ato, which means death under the mountain. And that's just because of the um, massive casualties that were sustained in the area due to the Lord's Resistance Army, um, which was basically a, a kind of a civil war that happened with a bunch of rebels that came in. And they did a lot of child soldiering. A lot of the children were abducted. Um, the second place I worked in was Kopanga Health Center in Kenya. And this, this clinic was a private-run clinic, and so they had a lot, um, kind of a different, different mindset about them as far as what they were able to provide to the people. Some of the things that, um, that I did in the clinic included HIV and AIDS testing, vaccinations, delivering babies. Um, a lot of it was new for me because the nurses in, in Africa really functioned more on the letter, level of a doctor. They diagnose, they prescribe, anything that walks in the door they take care of. And for me as a new grad, that was a little bit overwhelming. So they had to do a lot of teaching. <laughs> so, but it was good. We got a lot done. Okay, and some of the individual stories of the, of the lives that, that I was able to intervene and touch. Sunday and Brian were, 
Suddenly it was a, an individual who had full-blown AIDS who came into the clinic and had this tiny little baby who was severely malnourished. And I could tell from the moment they walked in that if I didn't get them to a hospital right away, um, neither of them would have a chance of surviving. So one of the things I did during my stay there was provide for their medical care. And um, they are both doing better. And um, she's on the road to recovery. She's now getting antiretroviral drugs. So um, that was one of the, the ways that God used me. Samuel was an individual I let, met out in the camp, and he was in the process of losing fingers and toes due to leprosy, and he desperately needed a decent pair of shoes. And one of the things that I was able to do is to go out and um, find a pair of shoes and have them altered so that he would have something to protect his feet. And even though it seemed like a really small thing, for him, it just meant the world to him. And, and I actually was able to get him two pairs of shoes, and it was really cute because he thought he had to decide which pair of shoes to keep. And then when I told him he could have both, he just grinned from ear to ear, and it was fantastic. So, yeah, those are his new shoes. So, um, The other story that this is the one that is, is evolving to this day. Um, my first day in Uganda, a pastor took me to meet this precious nine-year-old who had this massive facial tumor. Um, and this girl was really... Um, it was a very humbling experience for me. She was, had this, this serenity and peace about her that really took me off guard. And she would high-five and give me a hug and smile the best she could every time I saw her. Um, I was able to hook her up with an organization in the UK that is providing her with free surgery. And this is a life-saving thing. That, the tumor that you see there, that is what has grown in one year's time. And so we knew that if she didn't get intervention within the next couple of months, it would come to the point where she couldn't breathe. Um, so Facing the World, which is an organization in the UK with the top craniofacial surgeons, basically took up her case. And she was flown to the UK. And I don't, the picture's a little bit fuzzy up there, but you can see she's had craniofacial surgery, and they're in the process of restoring the face to its, and she's regaining function in her eye and everything else. So. Um, She's in London still. She'll be there for another four months, probably, um, receiving subsequent surgeries. And the tumor most likely will, um, there's a chance that it'll grow back and she'll need um, more surgeries, but they're going to be providing all of her medical care for free. So this, for me, was my best Christmas present ever, getting online and getting this photo of this girl and her face is starting to come back to normal and the swelling's going down and, and that would just made my day and so I thought I'd share that with you guys. And I really feel like a lot of these little small individuals that I was able to touch along the way was really a result of people praying and interceding for me and for the ministry that I had and, and you know, I feel like a lot was accomplished. I really do. And I wanted to thank you guys for, for standing with me in that. Yesupaki! Yes, <laughs> All right. Good. Okay, so um, one of the things I was able to do also was bring some medicine to a refugee camp, and that was um, a refugee camp in Uganda full of Sudanese refugees. And I brought them everything from Tylenol, which they did not have, to um, antibiotics and animalarial medicine. And it was really kind of funny because um, I went in there and there was a physician. The government clinics are, and the government, anybody who works for the government is a physician. The government's very poor. They usually don't have medicine. You're lucky if, you ha if they have Tylenol. Um, so I went in there with a bag full of medicine, and there was a line of patients out there. And the doctor was sitting in his desk, and I said, OK, this is Tylenol. 
and everybody cheered in the background. They were like, yay! <laughs> so it was great. It was really good. So uh, that, was, that was a fun, fun trip to the refugee camp, and we, we definitely made a difference there. Um, one of the things that I was able to do in Kenya was to do some health teaching and run clinics with the Maasai community. The Maasai are um, a really striking and beautiful people um, that are wealthy in terms of cattle and land, but they're also desperately poor in terms of their lifestyle. And um, I was invited out there, and they wanted me to come just teach us how to keep healthy, teach us we don't have a clinic, we don't have anything, just come and talk to us about how to stay, stay healthy. And so I went out there and I conducted training specifically with the women in regards to dealing with children when they're sick. Because that was one of the things that I saw that was really devastating is to see a kid with um, malaria or the flu and they get so dehydrated and, and then they just, they really become severely sick and a lot of them die. So I did that and they were, the Maasai community was very, very grateful and they emphatically invited me to come back and start a clinic. So <laughs> that's one of the things that I've, been considering, but I think I need a little bit more training under my belt before I can do that. So, and like I said, they're just a, a just a beautiful people. So that was our clinic, and um, this next picture you'll see a little girl who had malaria, and we started an IV on her. And the, the things we have there are very, very minimal, very basic, but we still were able to to do a lot in terms of treating a few people. That was good. And just to wind up, I just wanted to, well, I'll let it play, I'll let you guys watch. just wanted to say thank you guys for partnering with me. Um, it really was a blessing to have your prayers and your financial support. Um, it's, it's a blessing to be back and to see you guys. And I wanted to say on behalf of Trini and Sunday and Brian and just the countless others that I was able to bless when they came into the clinic, thanks for standing with me. And I'd like to present as a gift to the church, um, this is an Acholi arrow and these are still used. This is their, one of their weapons that they used. And when I was reflecting kind of on the trip, I really felt like um, a lot was accomplished. A lot of battles were fought on behalf of the Lord. And so I wanted to present this to the church just, as, just to be symbolic of the things that were accomplished um, just in prayer. And so thank you. Okay. Thank you, Beth. That's a really great reminder. I'm going to pray with you. So, Lord, thank you so much for all of the awesome things that you've been accomplishing um, in Beth and through Beth in her trip to Kenya and Uganda. We do pray for Trini, Lord. We pray that this tumor that is gone now, we pray that you just eradicate it completely, Lord. And through your miraculous healing power, we pray that it does not return, Lord. In Jesus' name, 
We just pray for your complete healing on Trini. And we pray for the other individuals that Beth interacted with on this trip. We pray for your continued healing in their lives. We pray that you do provide for these clinics in, um, in ways that just continue so that many people will experience healing and just the full life that you have for them. And Lord, we pray for Beth as she is desiring to go to this Messiah community or somewhere else um, to serve you in a clinic type setting. We pray that you just guide her in your wisdom and that you send her to a place where she can serve alongside others um, and make a difference in the way that you'd have her, Lord. So we just pray for your wisdom and guidance on her and just thank you for bringing her home safely. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys go ahead and be seated. We're going to move into part two of our sending and receiving service. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 and 2 says, Now the Lord chose 72 other disciples and sent them. He sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions. The harvest is great. But the workers are few, so pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers into his fields. This morning we have the tremendous opportunity to send, to commission David and Shelley Midkiff to their missionary service with Wycliffe Bible Translators. The commissioning of a missionary is an exciting opportunity for us, the gathered body of believers. And today's commissioning service more than just a ceremony, accomplishes several vital objectives for both the missionaries and us, the local church. First, it, it creates some visibility. A commissioning service brings visibility to the discipleship process as it has unfolded in the church. Those whom God has called to serve him were nurtured in this body, and they point their lives towards Christ. This is discipleship with skin on it. They have friends, relatives, and neighbors who make up this body. Now, the call of God to overseas missions is a vast privilege. It is simply one of many expressions of the way God uses his people to achieve his ends. So visibility. Secondly, a commissioning service creates ownership. The service helps us as the congregation solidify our ownership of the intended missionary ministry. As the ministry unfolds going forward, the ownership that will be affirmed over and over today is affirmed as the congregation engages with these missionary needs and achievements. So you've got visibility, you've got ownership, you've got connection. This commissioning service serves as an anchor for the missionaries. It connects them to us, the congregation, in both fresh and formal ways. It also is a form of a beginning as our missionaries begin to journey through time as missionaries, a commissioning service takes on a significance as a formal starting point for their mission field, their, their field ministry. They've been raising support for quite some time, and that in itself is a ministry. And the commissioning service marks the beginning of a new phase of their ministry. You've got visibility, ownership, connection, beginning, and affirmation. Today's service, the church affirms the character and qualifications of David and Shelley and publicly declare that they are fit. They have the skills and they are called to, to missionary ministry. Now finally, hopefully we create some inspiration. 
Commissioning service sets the missionaries as models to be emulated. It challenges us to think more directly about how God might desire to use us and how he calls us to submit to whatever he has for us. David and Shelley, I'd like to invite you guys forward. We're going to have you two sit here through the entire commissioning service and just soak in what we as a body will do with you, for you, and to you this morning. Fair enough? Let me pray. Lord God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for the report that Beth brought back, the report of what you are doing in the world through First Free Methodist Church. God, I thank you for an opportunity today to send David and Shelley. And God, I pray that, that these objectives that we have set out in this commissioning service, the, the visibility, the ownership, the connection, the beginning, the affirmation, Lord, the inspiration, may those things come to fruition today and in the days to come. Father, what a joy, what an honor, what a privilege we have to commission them and send them on their way. So we ask, as we did earlier this morning, that you would be brought glory through this service. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as is so often the case, this is going to be participatory. So if you have a bulletin, we're going to do a responsive reading. If you don't have a bulletin, you're going to want one. Go ahead and raise your hand and Elena will get you one. Hey, only one. Very good. Nobody else is bold enough? Mike doesn't have a bulletin. All right, very good. So on the back of your bulletin, we, uh, we made the words as large as we could. So if you can't read it, do one of two things. Either go like this or go like this. Whatever works for you. Okay? I'll read the bold print where it says pastor. You guys read the non-bold print where it says congregation. David and Shelley, this is part of our commissioning to you. So enjoy. Congregation of Jesus Christ, today we rejoice in Christ's special care and love for his worldwide church as we have the privilege of commissioning David and Shelley to missionary service. Upon his ascension into heaven, Jesus Christ entrusted the gospel of his kingdom to his apostles. He commanded them to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. Let's read together. As heirs... The Holy Spirit moves us to share the good news that Jesus is the Son of God, that the glory of the nations belong to him, and that his grace, love, and redemption are offered to the nations in the way of repentance and We at first... In our congregation, God has placed a special calling on the life of you too, sending you away to new neighbors, new friends, and new family. Though you guys may be miles away, you will remain in our hearts. In this work of missions, the church lifts up its eyes to the Lord and looks with longing to the day when every knee shall bow 
and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. That comes from Isaiah 55, 11. Hear the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we are sending David and Shelley, members of Wycliffe Bible Translators, to serve in Papua New Guinea on behalf of Wycliffe and on behalf of us, Spokane First Free Methodist Church. These two servants of Christ are being sent out to share the good news of Jesus in word and deed. I ask you now, the sending congregation, in the presence of God and the witnesses around us, will you support this team with your fervent prayers and with whatever other means are available while they are gone? David and Shelley, similar response. I ask you now, in the presence of God and these witnesses, are you willing and ready to use your gifts to glorify God as you go out and serve in Jesus' name? We, we will with the help of God. Perfect. I didn't tell them what answers they'd have. Dear friends, today we recognize the ministries of these dedicated people and consecrate both of them to a special task in the service of Jesus Christ. Hear the words of the Lord from God's holy scriptures read by Shirley and Mike. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lively fruit always, so that no matter what you ask for from the Father, using my name, he will give it to you. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to others God's many kinds of blessings. Are you called to preach? Then preach as though God himself were speaking through you. Are you called to help others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies, so that God will be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely... I am with you always to the very end of the age. Thus says the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. David and Shelley, I give thanks to God for you and for your willingness to serve and shine the light of Jesus. Now we happen to have in our midst several longtime Wycliffe missionaries, and we're going to invite them forward, Roger and Kathy Gilstrap, as well as the Sharons, who have both, both couples have served for extended years in Wycliffe, and we're going to ask them to pray a sort of a missionary blessing over you. I'm not sure who will start or who will end, but... <laughs> <laughs> I 
microphone. Father, we do thank you for David and Shelley, for their time of preparation, the way you've been guiding them through these months, the way you've been helping them to raise their financial support, and the way you've had them be open to changes that have come along the way. Um, we pray that they would always keep that openness to your, to what you feel, what you want them to do. Uh, they're headed right now to Papua New Guinea, but we pray that they would be open to what, the way you lead, whether it's that way or to another field, because um, we know that you don't have a direct path. We have many paths that you will take them on. We just thank you for them, um, for their willingness to do this. It's not easy to pack up and leave your family, your country, um, to follow you, but we just thank you that they have chosen to do that. Father, we thank you for Dave and Shelley and the path that you've led them on during their life thus far. Thank you for the training that they received at uh, Trinity Western and other places along the way. Father, we thank you for the ministry that you've uh, shown them and um, trained them for, even here in Spokane. We thank you for the leadership that they've provided here at First Free Methodist and for David's teaching and Shelley's working on the, as the uh, pillar of missions on the board and for other uh, involvement that they've had here. And we thank you for sending them now to the foreign mission field. And Father, for their next step, which is uh, some further training in Dallas, we pray, Father, for traveling mercies for them as they drive back there this week. We thank you for the provision of transportation for them. And, Father, we just don't take any of that for granted. We pray that you would give them a safe and uneventful trip in terms of any danger. And, Father, we pray that you would work out all of the details for their ministry uh, as it comes. And, Father, give them a sense of confidence and peace, knowing that you are going before them. And we pray, Father, uh, that their service and their obedience to you will pay dividends in the lives of the people that they will meet and the people that they will serve. We thank you in Jesus' name. Lord, we just recognize that David and Shelley are going out into battle. And um, we thank you, Lord, that you have prepared them and you are continuing to prepare them, giving them the weapons that they need, Lord, to be victorious. And um, we also pray that this congregation will be faithful in standing behind them in this warfare, that they will be praying and continuing to um, provide that uh, support that is needed. Lord, um, I thank you that you are sending them forth uh, together, and um, Lord, I believe that you will bring a wonderful harvest um, from their service to you, in Jesus' name. Well, thank you, Lord. Uh, it's been so neat just seeing your plan unfold in the lives of David and Shelley. Lord, uh, you created them. You knew them before they were even born, and uh, you knew the plans that you had for them. Lord, as uh, 
as they grew up, uh, just seeing how you brought them together um, and where they've gone since. Lord, just really encourages us. Uh, we know that you will use them in the future, that they're sensitive to you. I just pray that you would continue to make them sensitive to your Holy Spirit. And thank you for this couple, Lord, that has uh, said yes to whatever you want them to do. We just uh, send them out and ask you to bless them and that your light would shine in many areas, that many people would come to know you through the ministry of, uh, of this couple. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. David and Shelley, these are the prayers of missionaries. Thank you guys who have been there, done that, and continue to do that. We recognize that there are some people in here who may not know uh, how David and Shelley got to where they are today, sitting here, having all this formal stuff done to them. Uh, we want to give them five minutes to just share their story from past to present. If you have been here the last year, you've known that David can talk. Uh, so five <laughs> minutes. Shelly can talk, too. Five minutes. Tell us your story. If you want to stand up and walk around, great. If you want to stay seated, also good. All right. Well, I just want to start out by saying thank you so much. David and I have been going to this church for a little over three years, and we have just been nothing but blessed by you. Um, when we started coming here, um, we were dating, and we both really felt the call into missions, and we were seeking God for direction, and we really felt the spiritual coverage and guidance from Pastor James and other leaders, and we just really appreciate that. And as we've heard um, God's call more clearly and shared the vision he's given us with many of you, so many of you have asked to pray with us, have told us that you're praying for us regularly, even daily, and that is a huge encouragement to us. Last January, when the church started financially partnering with us, and then many individuals and families have also began partnering with us financially, and we just feel completely sent by this church as we're taking off on this next step. So thank you so very much. Thank you. Really, thank you very much. Um, just to clarify, Chris and Jeanette actually are the Wycliffe recruiters who also happen to play matchmaker and connect us. And Beth, their daughter, introduced us. So um, there's a lot of history here. <laughs> so... So, uh, some of you may remember um, David and Johanna Heinem came here last September, and they shared with you about the work that they have been doing in Papua New Guinea for the last 35 years, and um, the work that they're still doing, remarkably. They just don't want to retire. Um, it was our intention to be mentored by them um, to learn the ropes of Bible translation and literacy development work there in Papua New Guinea. Uh, recently, David and Johanna have come down with some serious health issues. David has a, a bad back and um, just a lot of pain in his back. And Johanna has serious heart condition that's holding them back in the States for a, we don't know how long. Um, they're hoping to return to Papua New Guinea soon, but they just don't know when. So when we were talking with them, they told us that uh, they can no longer promise that they can mentor us uh, there on the field. And that was, it was sad for us, and it was a difficult time because this kind of had been our plan all along. We had been communicating this plan, but uh, things changed, and we realized we have to figure out where, where God is leading. We just can't go without his, his spirit leading. 
So we really, we talked to our Wycliffe administrators, we sought God in prayer, and we really felt peace from him um, over a decision to go down to Dallas, Texas, and receive some additional linguistics training at Wycliffe's International Linguistics Center there in Dallas. And this is training that we would have had to have received sooner or later anyway to become fully qualified as Bible translators and literacy specialists. So um, tomorrow morning, actually, we are driving down to Dallas, Texas, and Shelley's parents' motorhome that they're lending us, and we're going to be living on the RV park on Wycliffe's campus there for the next uh, five months from January to early June. And we're going to receive linguistics training, which just real quickly, linguistics is not studying a particular language. Linguistics is the scientific study of how to analyze a language and how to um, write it down and analyze its grammar and then begin translation work. So that's the type of studying we're, we're going to be doing down there. And once we complete that work, we'll be fully qualified for the work in Papua New Guinea, which means that we won't have to have a formal mentorship type role. Um, although we still would love to have David and Johanna teach us there. So be praying for our trip. It's going to be long and cold. <laughs> Warmer at the other end. <laughs> when we arrive in Papua New Guinea, um, David and I will be joining a multi-language project um, in the Adzera language group. I'll be joining experienced literacy specialists in training local teachers to teach kids in their first language as well as working in scripture engagement activities such as oral storytelling, basically anything to make the scriptures in people's heart language really accessible to them. And I'm going to be joining um, experienced Bible translators there in Papua New Guinea in that Adzera language group, which is a group of about nine languages that are related to each other, but they're enough different that they're separate languages. And um, I'm going to be assisting. What happens is that in these cluster uh, multi-language projects, local translators from each um, language group come together in one place, and they receive some training, and they begin translating the Word of God, the Bible, into each of their respective languages. And so I will be facilitating those type of projects with linguistic support to help analyze the grammar of their languages, in addition to technical support in preparing the newly translated scriptures for print, as well as uh, scripture engagement, like Shelley mentioned, of teaching them how to, how to read the scriptures, which I'm particularly passionate about. So um, I hope you can tell that we are excited to be joining God's work of redemption there in Papua New Guinea, because we have on our heart a desire to see people who don't have access to God's word to be able to know Jesus, to understand him truly, and to tr apply his word to their lives. So um, I'm going to miss you guys. <laughs> I'm going to really miss you. We'll be back in June for about a month or so before heading to Papua New Guinea in August. And as members of Wycliffe Bible Translators, and I'm sure many of you know this, and, but for those who don't, we are a part of a faith-based missions organization, which means that we are established a monthly budget and required to raise that budget from the body of Christ. We've been doing that for the past year. And we're currently at 76% of our monthly budget, which is a huge praise, praise God. huge praise. And many of you are a part of that as well as this church. So thank you so much for that. Um, being a part of a faith-based missions organization, we simply uh, provide the opportunity for you to partner with us, to send us to the field. 
then we would ask that if you haven't considered doing so already, to prayerfully consider sending us with prayers and monthly financial partnership. We're not asking for a lot of money. We're just asking for whatever the Lord enables you to give. We have information afterwards that we can give you if you're interested in that. And we also have a newsletter sign-up sheet. If you want to keep updated with us, we send out monthly updates on what God is doing. And Shelly will have that sheet after the service if you want to sign up. Thank you so very much. We really appreciate you guys. We have heard their story. We've been reminded of their call. The task before them and now to you guys, the Sending Church, I have a charge for you. What we're doing today is a call to partnership. This is not just a high five and a slap on the back as David and Shelley drive out tomorrow and we never think of them again. It's not what we're doing. Their missionary work will be fulfilled ultimately by the Lord God. We know that. But it will be aided by us. Now, recognizing that, I ask you guys to stand. I'm going to ask you three questions, and I've made it very easy. I'm going to put your answer up on the screen. Okay, so after I finish the question, all you have to do is read. The answer is, by God's grace and strength, we do. Is that there? Hey, look at that. Okay. Do you as a church recognize the call and commissioning of our Lord Jesus Christ on David and Shelley Midkiff to missionary service? By God's grace and strength, we do. Do you promise as people of this congregation to pray for David and Shelley on a regular basis? By God's grace and strength, we do. Excuse me. Do you promise to faithfully give financial and material support to assist the work to which the Holy Spirit has called them. We will hold you to these promises. Go ahead and have a seat. We've asked their small group, who has gotten to know them closely in the last year and a half, to come forward to lay hands on them and to pray. Now, initially I asked any or all of them to pray. I'm just going to ask one of them to pray. I don't know who. I'll let you guys thumb wrestle for it. But one, if you guys could gather around as people who know them dearly, who have walked the last year and a half with them, you guys know the struggles ahead of them, you know what they have been through, um, and you know what they are hoping to go through. Are you good praying? I love to pray. You love to pray. So we're going to ask, we're going to ask Melanie to pray for you guys. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for uh, this precious couple and for. Um, the uh, wonderful inspirations that they have brought into our lives uh, in our small group, uh, the questions that we have gotten to ask each other, and the ways that we have been able to grow as a small group. Lord Jesus, we um, thank you so much for this opportunity for them. Father, we praise you as um, you have led them and uh, directed them in this way. And Father, uh, we just thank you for this uh, commissioning of them and um, the opportunity for them to serve you in this way. Father, this is their reasonable service to you. And Lord Jesus, we just ask that as uh, they walk bravely forward, that we as a congregation would not fail them and would not uh, forget to remember them, to support them, to lift them up on a daily basis. Father, um, there are so many evils and predators uh, 
out there in the world, and we just ask that you would build a hedge of protection around David and Shelley, that as um, your angels are continually watching over them, that you would just increase their strength, uh, Father, against lies, against deceit, against um, opportunities for the enemy to drive them apart, Father, as they uh, walk into this new new, um, new phase of life that you would just draw them closer, not only to yourself, but to each other. Father, they are so precious to us, and we thank you um, that we have the opportunity to uh, send them out. And Father, we ask that you would bring them back safely, um, and we will rejoice, Father, with them as you do. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Close friends, don't forget to pray for the Midkiffs. You guys can be seated. Thank you so much. David and Shelley, we as your sending church, we have responded to our charge. Now as your pastor, I want to charge and commission you. As your pastor, I charge you to be faithful to God who saved you and has called you. I charge you to remember your local church who has nurtured you and support you in God's work. I charge you to maintain daily contact with God through prayer and time spent studying His Word. And I charge you to seek the glory of God above the accolades of man. Are you willing to do those things? God's grace, yes. As your pastor, I commission you. I commission you to preach, teach, and translate the whole Bible. I commission you to be an example, a model of Christ-likeness. I commission you to demonstrate the love of God in your daily actions and to bear the fruit of the Spirit. I commission you to go forth in the power of the Holy Spirit with His anointing and enabling. And I commission you to fulfill the great commission of winning the lost and making disciples. David and Shelley, go then and bring the gospel to those whom you are sent Make disciples of them so that they may be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. May God, our Heavenly Father, who has called you to this holy ministry, enlighten you with this Holy Spirit. May He strengthen you with His hand and so govern you in your ministry that you may be engaged in it faithfully and fruitfully for the glory of His name and the coming of His kingdom. And as Deuteronomy 31 says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Congregation, would you read this with me? As you go in the name of our Lord, and on behalf, we promise you our support and our prayers. Brothers and sisters, be in continuing fellowship with these missionaries whom you send in the name of Christ. Sustain them with your prayers. Support them with your gifts. Strengthen their hands and hearts in every need. As Christ received you, be ready to receive those who are brought into the body of Christ through their ministry that there may be one flock under one shepherd. And remember... As we today send off David and Shelley to a land and country far away, we are reminded of our own commissioning right where we are. We have families, 
friends and neighbors to whom a missionary needs to be sent. God has sent us. God has sent you. With God as our strength, and the Holy Spirit as our continual counselor and guide, and with the sanctification and redemption brought to us by Jesus Christ, may we be missionaries that God has purposed us to be exactly where we are. And all God's people said, I want to pray for the Midkiffs, and I ask that you stand in, in cooperation and support as I pray for them. I'd like to invite the family forward also as we pray. Any family who is here, I'd like you guys to come gather around them. Let's pray together. Lord God, we are doing nothing here but answering your call. You have told us to go and make disciples. And you have called David and Shelley to a specific place in a specific time to do that. So God, we commission them. We send them from us on our behalf for your glory so that many will hear the glorious story of your love for us, your salvation for us, your desire to be intimately involved with us. God, we ask your blessing on David and Shelley. And we recognize that this is more than just them. This is, a, this is a, a thing that involves the entire family. The biological family, the extended family, us as a church family. We ask, Lord, that you would guard and protect those standing up here and sitting here and those standing in this room. Because, God, as we commission David and Shelley, we also are reminded of our commissioning to you. So, Holy Father, do your work. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' powerful and precious name. Amen.